That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the Batman in DC podcast with no limits. This is our first episode of 2021, so Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, we have saved the first episode of 2021 for just this occasion. This week we are joined by a Grandpa Batman in Texas. My precious. <laughs> We've got uh, a, a funny screen thing going on here, so... Uh, that uh, explains it for any of you not seeing Gramps' reference here. Uh, <laughs> tease us in New York. Believe. Happy New Year. Let's do this. Bat Force Tom in California. What's up, dudes? <laughs> and I'm Robin Cross in Canada. And today's returning guest is a writer and illustrator known for works like Batman Noel, Damned, Rorschach, Luthor, and Joker. He also produced probably the best run of cover art of 2020 with his variant covers for Detective Comics. And on January 26th, the English edition of 300 plus pages of his art in one hardcover collection will finally hit stores in North America in DC Comics, The Art of Lieber Mayo. Yeah, spoilers. Welcome today's guest, Lieber Mayo. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. It's been so long. It's 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 been a good span of time since I had a valid reason that I felt I could bug you to come back. No, I I always I appreciate you guys having me every time. I mean, it's uh it's good company, and so thank you. But uh, we we did chat a little bit before starting, but just to update uh, everyone listening, uh, how the hell have you been uh, during all this craziness we're living through? Getting by, getting by, like uh, like everybody else. Yeah, we were we were catching up a little bit, and, and um, you know, thankfully people seem to be generally okay, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, let's hope this year we can we can put an end to this nonsense. You know? Well, uh, with the someone's got some noise coming in there. Did somebody just join? No, my mic is fucked. <laughs> oh, there we go. It went away. Uh, but yeah, it was now that we have uh, finally vaccines are starting to roll out, that gives some uh, some glimmers of hope that maybe life can start to return to normal. Yeah, for sure. My um, yeah, my mother actually just got it, so that that's good. She's a medical. Um, you know, she's a medical worker, so she was able to get she was able to get it, and and uh, so far so good. So hopefully that will start rolling out, and some other people will 
start to be able to have access to it, you know, as soon as possible. I don't know when over here it's going to be a while still. We probably won't. Um, I mean, I don't have a pre-existing condition or any other reason to be able to get it. So I'll just wait until, you know, um, it's, it's okay for, you know, everybody else have, who needs it has been vaccinated. Yeah. It'll probably be at least end of summer, early fall before I, I get to it. So hopefully you guys will be, be able to do that before me. Yeah, that's uh, that's the the thing with it is the volume of people in every country that that have to be treated, right? So, yeah. but it looks like most places, uh, I guess everywhere is going to be starting with uh, the the healthcare professionals and people who are particularly at risk. Right, right, yeah, which is good. I mean, they've had a hell of a year, so I'm I'm glad that they have first, you know, first dibs, just like the nurses and doctors who've been battling this thing it's like you know nothing but respect we were talking a little bit before the show started about you know you recently moved almost kind of a, as a way to almost quarantine yourself away from all this on purpose is that correct i mean i was gonna move i was gonna move anyway it just it just worked out timing wise that um <laughs> yeah it just worked out timing wise i mean I, it, the the intention had always been to kind of move up um, uh, to wine country here. And so I, I finally was, I finally was able to do that. And, and um, uh, like I was saying before, it's just such a small town up here that, you know, the, the, I mean, there's definitely still, we, we definitely, everyone's wearing masks. Uh, there, you know, businesses aren't obviously restaurants aren't serving businesses are, are all working with, you know, social distancing and, and um, only set numbers of people are allowed inside stores, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's a perfect year too, actually. So I think after six, you can't really do much of mm. anything. But um, I mean, for the most part, like again, it's such a small town. You know, we're talking about I think fifty thousand people, more or less. So real, real small. When you know, in the grand scheme of things here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my family members in in and around the LA area, it's just like a horror show. So yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was a good chance to kind of get, you know, get up and away from it. It was also uh, your intention with, you know, kind of moving into a smaller town, just kind of remove some of the distractions so, to focus on work too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I generally tend to be pretty uh, good about that. I, I don't have a whole lot of activity. Like I don't play video games. I mean, I'm, you know, I exercise and stuff like that, but I don't really have a whole lot of other, um, like the typical hobbies that would take me away from work that much. So, uh, you know, I'm, I've been pretty good about that, but for the most part, it's just, I really like this area of the country. It's just a beautiful kind of, I mean, it looks like a painting, you know, it's just like rolling hills with vineyards and, uh, it's just really a really pretty clean place to live, you know? Like the background we're looking at on the video right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been playing enough video games for both of us, so I got you covered on that. You're welcome. I never, I never got into video games. I was never a video game guy. I think, honestly, I think the last video game that I played was what was that James Bond video game that came out? I mean, Goldeneye? we're talking about Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty-four. Yeah, and I remember some of the Wildstone guys were into playing that, and so they kind of talked me into. 
and I wanted to, I couldn't figure out the um the controller, so I just my character just kept walking into walls and <laughs> like, everybody would just kill me right away. Right away. <laughs> it wasn't very much fun. It's funny because I think I imagine a lot of people assume that at some point you would have been able to uh, to have been caught playing one of the Batman games, running around Gotham wearing the the Batman Noel suit. I, I did, but I freaked out as soon as I saw it. I forget who sent it to me, but someone because I'm not. I, I mean, I you know I know a lot of the guys who were involved in the character designs for the first team. For the first yeah, two games, yeah, like uh, yeah, like uh, Carlos Dianda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carlos is, is my closest friend, so he um, he was much more kind of in touch with that stuff in the first two games. But um, I think that when was the Noel skin? Was that the third one? Yeah, it was the third one. Yeah, so we have uh, Arkham Knight that was on. Oh, was it Arkham? Okay, was that, that's the fourth yeah. one. Anyway, yeah, it was aw- it was awesome to see that, but no, I still haven't played it. I still haven't played that game. I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> it's it's an interesting. I wonder to what because the number of people who play any given video game is so much bigger than the number of people who purchase any given comic book. I wonder to what degree having a particular bat suit available in the video game would lead people to go out and check out a comic book you know i, I wonder how much that actually happens good question there was um sorry go ahead no i was just saying i know for the first game the first batman game the um the uh arkham asylum i feel like i remember seeing a lot of kids talking about how that was their first real exposure to wanting to then go deeper with comics because that game was awesome and um it was written by paul dini Uh so it was like straight up animated series come to life and that led people then to be like wait what like this is i need more so at least with at least with that first game i feel like that was a big thing yeah i was wondering about that you know with the movies too it seems like there is some spillover a little bit, you know, like when a movie comes out and people will buy, you know, whatever, like watch when the Watchmen movie came out, they sold a ton more copies of, of that book that year. You know, I mean, I mean, I always wonder what the real carry over of that of that stuff is. But um, yeah, I mean, video games, is just like the craziest numbers, right? Like, I mean, the amount of comic books is just like a fraction of of that i think yeah like some some video games gross more uh gross more uh in sales than some movies do oh yeah so it's it's a huge industry now and their budgets their budgets can get as big or bigger than a movie it's that's insane to me yeah a close friend of mine is the guy he's a director at blizzard and um what is it diablo 4 that new diablo game they just Mm -hmm. The trailer of that, I think last year sometime, he's the he's the guy who directed that. Cool. And I mean, the number is like insane, like millions of people within a day, you know, watch that trailer. So that that says it all, you know. But movies are one of the things that, because we haven't had you on, like I I don't think you were on at all in 2020. But uh, one thing that we haven't, I I've discussed movies a little bit with you privately, but we haven't talked on the show. Uh, what so kind of movies, Robin? Things like uh, we miss things. Oh, well, porn, obviously. But uh, <laughs> okay. we, we, I wanna. 
I want to touch a little bit, even though it's passed on Joker, but I think the uh, main thing to to get some of your thoughts on is uh, the upcoming Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson uh, Batman movie. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I, I mean, I'm excited. You know, the, the trailer was amazing. I mean, the trailer was fantastic. So, uh, you know, I think that had the atmosphere and, and, um, you know, just the, the look of it, uh, you know, Greg Frazier is a great director of photography, so I expected the movie to look really pretty, but I didn't, I didn't anticipate it looking that much. I'm not going to say it looked like seven, but it, it had that vibe for sure. And so that was something that immediately, immediately piqued my interest. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Matt Reeves. I mean, those two Planet of the Apes movies he did were, were fantastic. That second Planet of the Apes movie, I think is it's like, you know, one of the best sci-fi movies of the past 10 years, if, you know, if not more than that. So uh, I'm excited. What do you guys think about it? I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, fully think, uh, on board. I, I was fully on board from the announcement of Pattinson. Uh, I know that makes me a minority because so many people only know him for the vampire movies. But right. if, if you're aware of anything else he's done, then you know that he really has the ability to tackle that i think um like you were mentioning matt reeves um the look of the i mean the trailer just was like oh shit okay this is gonna look <laughs> awesome at least for sure but just like what you were saying about um i watched those two planet of the apes movies and uh, uh i cried for for apes right. and um i was <laughs> like no joke dude i straight he cried loves monkeys for, I, yeah, I want to say for at least the, the the first one he did, I can't. The second one was more like a war movie, I think, from what I remember. But the first one that he did was like it was just about family. It's about like survival, your family, um, like trying to do the what, the right thing for your family. And it's like this is so relatable on so many levels. So um, knowing that he had signed on for that, I'm like, this is gonna be. It's not just gonna look cool. He's gonna have a damn good story with it, and it's probably gonna hit, you know, and resonate on more ways than just a Batman movie probably would. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, uh, Pattinson. It's mixed reviews whether you like him or not. I, he's a handsome boy, um, strong jaw. I find him pleasant to look at. Um, so you know, in my opinion, I will probably sit down in the theater, eat some popcorn. Um, and enjoy his dreaminess as a, as a dreamy Bruce and Batman. So why not? And the seven comparison is great because how many of us have been asking for years for a movie that is seven with Batman in it? You know, like basically put Batman in Brad Pitt's spot investigating, you know, the, this, this serial killer. Give us a movie like that. And now we get one that does have that kind of feel to it. It's really interesting. What's in yeah. the cave? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, um, I, I got to kind of, I, I have to kind of watch what I say a little bit. I, there's not really any inside baseball. It's not like I'm, you know, uh, it's not like I have anything to do with it, but, um, I know a little, little tiny bit about the, um, just some of the look of the movie, you know, and, and yeah. from, what I, and from what I've seen of that, it looks, it looks really great. And, uh, I think that like the homemade aspect of this one is kind of what got me, you know, I, that's, that's what I've been wanting to see for a long time. So 
as soon as as soon as I got to kind of see more of that, I I thought, wow, this is exactly the direction, I, the you know, the visual direction I would like to see them go. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited. What are what are some things that like, I mean, just as a visual guy, obviously yourself, do you go like you want a certain bat suit? You want to see like the gadgets? You want to see the Batmobile? Like, what would you think is what makes you most excited about like the new Batman thing? And what do you want to see kind of out of it? I'm I'm such a nerd for that stuff. I mean, I, I don't we talked about it here before, but because I because I like people who put thought into that kind of stuff when um, when uh, and I I like every version of the Batman, you know, I like every Batman incarnation for a few reasons. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the the um, the movie as a whole that generally doesn't tend to kind of uh, but, you know, type of snuff to me, but like, I, I, you know, obviously Nolan did a brilliant job with the Dark Knight, and, and uh, I'm a, I'm not a huge fan of the Dark Knight Rises. I, I I love Tom Hardy, but I'm I'm not really a fan of the rest of the of the rest of the movie. But like, um, when they revealed that second, what well, was the second movie, right? Yeah, the the bat suit that's kind of that he used in the last two movies of of uh, of that series. I just it just took me out of it a little bit. That bat suit is it's an eyesore to me. So, Thank you. Um, too, too, too busy looking. Too much going on. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just weird. I mean that the the um and Christian Bale is such a good actor that it's I wanted to see him um like so we we um and this was going way back. I mean two thousand three or something like that. And I remember the big discussions at the studio about who should play Batman. This was, be- you know, back when I think Aronofsky was still going to do it or something like that. And, and, oh my uh, God. and yeah, and American Psycho came out and I thought, this is the guy, like this guy is so awesome. I mean, he's just, he would be the perfect Batman. And then it was, it was like, uh, he, he did an awesome job. I'm, I certainly am not going to complain about his performance, but I will complain about that voice like that. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it, again it just totally takes me out of the of the moment like of the story and that costume too it, it's um it just was not photographed very well to begin with but also just it just didn't work for me like this, this he gets his costume from it's like a military co- like you know like there's a lot of the logic behind that that I guess could make sense in that in that world, but um, I'm also not a big fan of of seeing Batman in kind of the, the regular the regular everyday world. You know what I mean? I, I'm a much bigger fan of a bit of heightened reality, a bit of stylization in, in that stuff. So I'm definitely a bigger for a fan of like Burton's Gotham and that kind of um, you know just more stylized approach to everything. So. Like, like the the second and third movie, I remember thinking this Gotham City just looks like Chicago. There's no, it's just, I've been there, you know. I was like, yeah. I was like, wait a second, I've been to that building before. That's not Gotham, you know. So it, it <laughs> and it was so clean. So um, I I saw you know some some set picks from this new movie, and it's just everything looks covered in graffiti and dirty and just you know there's homeless. Uh, there's obviously a huge homeless problem in Gotham City, and, and um, 
that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Yeah. You know, I want to see the city that really requires this crazy guy dressed in a costume, you know? Right. I mean, you, you need an, envi- an extreme environment that requires extreme measures to take care of it. Yeah. Um, something I, that you I mentioned. Oh, go ahead. Oh, my, go ahead, Jesus. Uh, I want to say, uh, I think this is one of these few instances where a movie takes Batman in a more primitive environment. And I think people that are not really fans of Batman get to kind of see him in this kind of like Earth One situation where he's kind of learning how to become Batman and where technology may not really um, fit all the time. You know, I get to see that aspect of him. And that's what I'm really excited to see. Um, My initial thoughts, too, like when I saw the trailer, I wanted to ask you, Lee, like, I felt like a lot of that design was kind of taken a little bit. Like, I saw some components of, like, damned and stuff, especially in its chest. Like, did you have that feeling as well when you saw it, or did they ask for, like, your opinion? Yeah, so, I mean, um, when I I saw the camera test, I, 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 you know, I think like a lot of people, the first thing that kind of jumped out at me was it just looked already a bit more, um, I mean, homemade maybe is a bad word, but it's, it's just the easiest way to put it. But I, I immediately saw some thought put into that chest emblem, you know, that's clearly a, he can clearly use that for something, you know what I mean? And, and, um, that means that they were thinking about the costume in a, in a, in a different kind of way than in the other, the other movies. And, and so when I saw the, um, kind of the first, you know, set pics of, of the stunt guy and and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like the stuff that I've done definitely jumped to mind, but you know, at the same time, I think there's a lot of influences in there from, um, from other stuff too. Like there's definitely, he has kind of a, um, he has kind of a Gotham by gaslight vibe. You know what I mean? There's, it has that, that thing going on to me more than, more than a lot of other a lot of other stuff but um like yeah in the cowl. what's up i said like in the cowl area yeah for sure like with the stitches and everything that yeah. you can see and and even the um the collar like the size of the collar and stuff i know that it's it seems like that's used to kind of make his make the silhouette look a little bit thicker you know what i mean like in the in the neck area but um yeah, I think people are going to freak out when they see some of his gear, you know, like some of his, uh, some of the, mm. what he uses, because it's all that vibe, you know, it's all like, mm. um, uh, I hope this isn't straying into, uh, anything that you might have to tiptoe around having yeah. any knowledge on, but <laughs> one of the things that I'm interested to see, uh, in the movie is, so, I, I was I, I think I mentioned it on a, a previous episode just with the guys. Um, around I think it was early 2020, like a, around whenever they had started shooting the movie, there's this guy who popped up on Reddit or something claiming to uh, be one of the guys working on like set building and stuff like that for for where they're shooting. Mm-hmm. And you know, claim to have knowledge, you know, like have have <clears throat> he had seen them shooting things, and one of the things he he claimed was that the bat suit we have all seen is just the first suit that this Batman has ever had. 
and mm. that in an, in the early going of the film it gets destroyed in an explosion and that we'll then see him start using another suit that he had already been making right. so but obviously you know nobody knew how who this guy was or how much you could believe him because he had probably signed ndas and was doing this anonymously but then we get that first trailer and what do we see happen and it batman gets blown up so that gave some credence to this claim that while he gets blown up that suit gets destroyed and we're going to see him in another one so the thing i'm most interested in seeing is oh what's the second suit going to be because he sort of described it and talked about you know how it's it's more comic looking and you know more more traditional bat suit kind of you know comic style look so just interested to see what that might be and yeah again hopefully that's not uh, treading on anything you might have to pretend to not have knowledge of no like i said i don't i don't have anything to do with the movie i don't i don't i i um yeah next conversation we have we can talk more about <laughs> talk more about that 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 kind of stuff but um uh yeah that the the um you know the the only thing that I that I had seen everybody else has seen you know what I mean I've probably just seen uh, it in a little bit better detail so like you know for the for the most part I I don't know anything about the story I don't know anything about um, uh, you know any other kind of costumes in the movie I I you know I I, I just think that like from seeing his gear and stuff like that and and uh, that you know just you could tell in the trailer i mean his back cave is like an old you know it's a subway it's a you know abandoned subway station you know so they're definitely taking a much much more um do-it-yourself approach to to bruce wayne in general yeah which is great yeah i think that's really cool and And i I love that the batmobile is a car again yeah I, I, i i love that Batmobile too, but I, I gotta say the thing that I'm the most excited about is the Riddler, man. The Riddler is just, just awesome. I mean, that's one thing I'm really excited about is the portrayal of the Rogues, yeah. especially you know, like you said, Riddler because he's he's got to be a complicated character to write, you know, with all right. his you know riddles and things like that. So I, I'm really looking forward to that as well. The dude playing him yeah. is a monster too. Paul Dano, that guy's yeah, guy's a monster. He, he's gonna be amazing, I bet. And Colin yeah. Farrell looks so uh, creepy and uh, yeah. you know, just like a twisted old criminal. And they, they they turned Colin Farrell into Richard Kind to to play Penguin <laughs> <laughs> instead of just like, getting Richard Kind. Just, yeah, why did you just get Richard Kind? <laughs> The thing that I, I like uh, a lot about the uh, aesthetic of the trailers is that um, it reminds like, you know, like you were saying about the Dark Knight universe where Nolan, he wanted it very grounded. He wanted it to feel like this could happen today. And, you know, Gotham is just whatever metropolitan area that you live in already. And he wanted you to feel like Batman could be like popping out of the corner. But like what what I like about what I see in the trailer, which is very much into, you know, the realm of some of a lot of the comics is that like Gotham is supposed to be super old and Gotham is supposed to be has this like rich history uh, that goes back hundreds of years. And, um, you know, there's like cobblestone streets 
there's um there's there's just old architecture super gothic like churches and stuff and then that's like right out of the pages of your books the way you draw gotham like you have that sense of gotham where you you know you see batman swooping in or going down and then he's on this alley but this alley looks like it's like straight out of like you know uh the 1700s or something and um that's like oh man we we really have not seen somebody make gotham that old yet and uh and there's other speculations too that maybe like there'll be tie-ins to storylines from comics where that that does come up you know um do, what do you like what cities do you think of when you draw gotham i mean i looked at a lot of reference from um uh i actually looked at a lot of reference from Liverpool, because of that whole downtown area, they actually where they actually shoot. That yeah. I mean, I looked at a lot of stuff from there, which was that was a trip too. Was seeing that those shots of him perched on that clock tower. I mean, that was one of the clock towers that I used for reference in that, in that mm-hmm. scene. So it was just kind of like art imitating life, imitating art. I don't know. It was this weird meta moment for me, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was. I look at a lot of that kind of older architecture and I just throw that on top of something that might feel a little bit more American in terms of construction and city planning. You know what I mean? Like whereas European cities have more, um, they don't tend to have perpendicular grids to a lot of them, you know, that's more of a modern city thing. So like London, you know, if you look at the map of London, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's, it looks nothing like the map of New York, which is Mm -hmm. essentially, grid you know so um i tried to bring those two things together which i think from what i've i've understood what reeves has said is is essentially kind of what they're doing they're they're taking these old cities and then using cg to kind of um augment that city to make it look a bit more you know like a major metropolis of of the u.s so i'm excited to see gotham i mean that's probably that's probably the thing that intrigues me that intrigues me the most is just the kind of the look of the movie, you know, the, the, the production design and the, and the, the photography. Like I, I talked about Greg Frazier before he's, he's, um, he shot Dune as well. And, and, uh, you know, he shot Rogue One. He's, he's a great, he's a great DP. And just from the look of that trailer, I mean, you can, you know, every shot is beautiful. So I, th- I think the movie, if, if nothing else, is just going to be a visual treat. And one of the things I really like from the video games, as far as the Gotham standpoint, that I would love to see in movies, but I, I understand it's a lot more difficult to do in a film than, than in the game, is uh, the aspect of the history of Gotham itself. Uh, particularly by the time you get to Arkham Knight, because you can explore so much of Gotham, is the the method they used is that new Gotham is sort of built on top of old Gotham. So you can go in these sort of underground areas where it's, you know, small streets that wind around, like you, like you were talking about like the old London maps, you know, where it's just, it goes all over the place. So you can go in this old area where it's old little apartment buildings, small streets, tiny dark alleys, and it's all just, you know, the small shops and like you can see like John Constantine has an office down there and things like that. But then up above that, you can exit that area and come up to where new Gotham is, where that's where all the skyscrapers and and the glamor and everything is. But underneath that, there's always this history. That's the, the dark grimy area. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, I, I the other thing is just you don't you want the this kind of crazy bat guy to <clears throat> look strange juxtaposed against the background. You know what I mean? So when I when I see Batman uh, standing on a steel, you know, modern skyscraper, it's just not very vis- visually appealing to me. You know, it's it's he he works better if he's kind of surrounded by that kind of more gothic ar- architecture, you know what I mean? And steel. And if, you know, I think that's too, that too is just the effects of Tim, of the Tim Burton Batman. Movie. You know, well, you, you hit on a good point is, you know, in like going back to the Nolan uh, movies, which I, I agree. I like the first two, the third one, eh. but anyway, I recognize a lot of the places I mean, there, I forget which movie it is, but there's actually um, an aerial shot of my company's headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, um, I You're think like it's a good idea. The well, I think, you know, you hit on these points that I didn't even think about now is that, you know, they're filming in Liverpool and, and places in, in Europe that me as, you know, kind of a, an American average American audience member, I probably have not been to those locations. So this is going to be all new and I'm not going to recognize the environment so much. So I can actually just kind of fall into the story and not have to worry about, Oh yeah, that does look like Pittsburgh. That does look like Chicago. That's Toronto, you know? Yeah. 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 I love, uh, I love that this is currently uh, um, making fun of the Nolan nerds with uh, Lieber Mayhill on Saturday morning. And I, I just Tom, love every you're, minute of this. You're the commissioner of the Nolan nerd. Yeah, I am the commissioner of the Nolan nerds. Infiltrate from within is my motto. Bring them I down. The commissioner of the Nolan on Tom over here. Yeah. Yeah. Tom and on. You see this happening the time, though, right? Like where a new movie comes out, and so it becomes kind of fashionable to, to – take to tear down the old movies i remember yeah. people were doing that with the burton movies when the nolan movies were coming out and and um it's just a cyclical thing it's i've gotten i've gotten pretty used to it but it's what it's i like though is, what i've noticed is like all of our favorite artists like the guys that you know just collectively we always gravitate towards because we like their <clears> art um when we talk to them it's always that similar things like they like the stylized version they you know they they want the heightened sense of reality that's usually what they draw and it's like oh shit yeah that makes total sense that's why we love it you know and like kelly jones talks about the same thing like kelly jones obviously kelly jones like he has to create this character that is this like you know almost this like boogeyman or alien so juxtaposed to the city it's scary and makes it makes a lot of sense now that we hear people talking about it that like we kind of all like the the original look of of that and that's what you guys are put that's also what's awesome too is like you know a lot of you guys grew up with the same stuff we did so you're just like little kids now being able to play with the toys that you had when you were younger and you're getting to put it to paper now and we're just like like just eating it up because it's like my god this is exactly what i want to see so it's really cool to see that you talked about Kelly Jones. He's so good, man. <laughs> people don't. I don't. People don't. Um, I get why some like some people aren't into his version of Batman because it's it's so extreme. But just artistically speaking, like the, the stuff he did was so good. The run he did on that book was so so good. I I don't know if people 
give him really the respect I, I feel like he deserves. He was doing like Michael Golden mixed with Bernie Wrightson, but super dynamic. And it was just, uh, there's just some gorgeous stuff that he. Yeah. I think if more people listen to him explain why his Batman looks like he does, they right. would uh, appreciate it more. Like his, his explanation of how he draws Batman, not from how Batman would actually look, but from like the the how some thug who had just been attacked yeah. by this crazy guy in a bat costume in an alley would describe what just happened to him. You know, it was this giant guy with wings and giant horns on his head, and yeah. he he had like bloodshot red eyes or something. Yeah. yeah, it um it's awesome because he um we had him on recently uh, around Halloween time and. You know, just like what you're saying, like he, his our appreciation for him is so deep. So we did this thing where, like, if we had if we could clone Kelly Jones, what what were the ingredients that we would have to put into this new guy to make sure he was like Kelly Jones for for the future generations? So he just told us like all of his influences as a kid, all of his horror influences, everything that like basically <laughs> creates the Batman that he does, and that was awesome. Like it's all these like children's you know t- animation TV shows, all these horror movies, all this stuff that he loved as a kid that um led to him like having this view of batman for me personally like i don't know about you guys when i when his batman was coming out i was still pretty young and it scared me i didn't want to read it because the covers were scary you told me so it scares you that's now. how impactful i mean i'm a bit I, if i had the lights on i'm okay but you, <laughs> you know it's hard. I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of when that was in the in the i think it was mid 90s right that he was doing yeah. that yeah, yeah, in like the yeah. early to middle, yeah. Right. He was he was kind of the guy that I remember. He was post Bray Fogle, um, for sure. But he was in that he was in that point of time where they just you know there was I think they were still doing Legend of the Dark Knight at the time. If I'm not, mm. maybe yeah. I'm completely confusing stuff. No, but I, I think, I think, I think you're, right. you're right. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know who Michael. else is good? You. <laughs> I want to personally thank you for these covers that you did with Detective Comics and oh Batman God, in yeah, 2020. Man. Thanks, oh, dude. Yeah, thanks. You, you're the no 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 detriment to the guys who are writing it and drawing it, but you're the reason I'm picking that book up is specifically for the covers. And right. I think a lot of people are the same. I appreciate it. They're, they're, it's a lot of fun. They're they're um, <clears throat> they weren't required to be very story centric, so that was. That was fun. I mean, it was basically just, the, you know, I had free reign for the first 12 or 13 of them. I mean, I got a little bit of information on here and there what was going on inside the book. But it was more it was more just, you know, draw, draw a cool Batman. Yeah. And so it was it was uh, it was kind of like the dream gig, the dream, the dream cover gig. So, yeah, yeah I'll stay on as long as they as long as they keep me. What's your uh, what's your favorite one of them that are out already that you can tell us about? What's like the favorite one you've done? You're like, God, that one looked awesome. We're like, I'm really proud of that one. That's a good question. Set aside being self-critical for a minute. <laughs> I just did one with Clayface that I'd like never done that character before, and I had to figure out uh, how to do it, you know, and and. Um, that was fun. That was, just because I like that. I like that character so much, but he's so uh, he's so weird. You know, it's hard yeah. to 
take those kind of more monstrous characters and figure out how I want to, how I want to do them. That one kind of stands out just cause it was fun. It was fun, different kind of cover for me, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I, there's some of them I feel like are pretty standard, but a couple of them, a couple of them actually wound up. I, I like the one where he's, um, uh, he's like climbing on the fire escape and he's looking through oh, yeah. the window and there's bullet holes in the window. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that one, like playing with the kind of slight blur effect on the windows. I, I like that kind of stuff where you're kind of trying to put readers in a in a position where you know they're looking at something where th- that they don't usually see on a comic book cover, which is that kind of point of that kind of r- real point of view stuff, you know, where um, you know the the, the glass of the window pane actually kind of you know fogs out a little bit so batman's not necessarily the the, you know the the top half of him isn't crystal clear and and except in the bullet holes i like i like that that yeah it also somewhat tells a story you know it's not just a pose character it's like yeah Yeah, that's the cool thing about the freedom in these uh you're giving us like sort of snapshots of batman stories that feel familiar like the one that you just posted most recently i think it was the 1035 uh, cover is batman on the fire escape and you see right. through the windows like in one window you see a guy holding like just the the lower body of a guy holding a knife and then the next window the lower body of a guy tied to a chair and yeah, it's just and that, a, a little snapshot of a story and that connects to the other one with him it's the other green cover of him turning around and there's two guys that he's just beaten Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like some of these are kind of like, um, I mean, they're probably not strict. They're, they're probably not interconnectable. Uh, you know, each and every one of them probably isn't interconnectable. But there's definitely some some. Um, you can put them in sequence, I, I think. And, and there's a couple different solutions that work. You know, so if people want to kind of stack the covers together and try to figure out their own, I'm not going to say story, but just like, an, there's, there can be an order to these if you, if you want. Cause I mean, when I, when they first offered me the, the gig, I had about 10 images that I wanted to do. And the idea was to kind of tell a story, with, with mm. the covers, you know, um, you know, but, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that was responded to necessarily by, um, by a couple different people. Uh, it wasn't responded to. <laughs> so uh, it, the, like essentially the, the marching orders were just, you know, do, do iconic kind of Batman images. So I thought, all right, well, I'm just going to do it anyway in a kind of less overt fashion. And, uh, you know, for me, the best Batman images is when he's, you know, it's, it's a noir kind of mystery image, right? So hopefully you're telling some kind of story and, he's solving some kind of crime you know what i mean yeah uh, man speaking of uh noir and seven that one where he's crouched down looking at that body in the alley oh, right um, badass yeah man that's that one's so sick like again telling a story like not just a, he's not just being a poser he's got a sweet like you know that could be a snapshot out of a movie out of any comic like the, that's <clears throat> detective comics right there which is like perfect for the title you know yeah um yeah. That new that new one that you've been working on for a while with the insane details the uh, the poison ivy one, right? Um, yeah. That one's nuts, dude. Because you've been kind of doing progress shots on that in your stories, yes. and um, 
that's that's something else. That's um, some of the stuff that I've been kind of previewing. That I, I don't I don't know when they're going to announce it. It's not a big thing at all, and it's kind of a it's it's a little project that's kind of out of the box. Um, and uh, I can't really talk about it now. But do you uh, put? Are you putting hints in that piece? Are there little hints in there? Uh, it, I mean, it's just no. I mean, nothing that would be really the, the, okay. Or what what the the thing is, but it's right. it's being done. Um, it's not being done strictly by uh, through DC Editorial. Ah, okay. So DC Editorial is involved, but it's it's um, it's a different kind of wider. Well, yeah, it looks just just off the backgrounds and the graffiti, it kind of tells me of a little bit of a wider scope or universe. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's, you know, it's like that chance to do some, it's a real short thing, but it's, you know, it's, it's fun. So I, I don't know when they're going to talk about that. Hopefully soon. Um, that, mm. that gives me hope though, that there are things happening out sort of out of the scope of the, the main channels, because there was some about a year ago, there was something you told me about that was not happening and it was heartbreaking. So it gives me hope that maybe that could eventually happen. Well, I mean, just you guys have all heard and read the news. I mean, the company, I mean, everybody's gone, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. almost everybody I work with is not is not there anymore. So um, it's a different, you know, we talked about it last time, too. It's a different place now and, and they have different um, they have different priorities. We'll just we'll just put it like that. So, you know, there's, it's, it's not like the, the possibility of doing more with them isn't out. It's certainly not off the table. It's just, um, I mean, literally it's just the the fact that number one, I'm doing, I'm doing a larger project for another publisher right now, but also, uh, just the fact that, you know, I still have to see where all these falling pieces land, you know, over there because, they're really kind of the company's really in flux. So uh, until until I can figure out if what I want to do is vibes with what they are interested in publishing, you know, like I'll still do covers and and little things here and there, no no problem. But um, yeah, larger projects are are just way more difficult because I, it's just you know, um, the, I think they're still kind of figuring it out, you know, they're, yeah. they're figuring out what the new this new regime is going to be all about. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I think what we all hope for is that what the new regime figures out is that the best practice is to get out of the way of the creators who know what what who who know comics who know how comics should be made. It it for for a while it felt like the people who were calling the shots only had an understanding of money and not right. of how comics were created and what we want as readers. Well, they're not there anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, it's, I, I kind of watched the, um, and it was really, it was really tough because a lot of people I loved and, and think are just awesome people and love working with a lot of those people aren't, aren't there anymore. Like Mark Doyle, you know, like he's just, yeah. that. And I think that them losing Mark was a huge mistake, like gigantic mistake. Same with Mark Torello. Yeah. Um, you know that those two guys just had so much to offer that 
that company and, and so many people loved working with them. I was just, uh, it was heartbreaking, but you know, some of the other stuff too, some of the other people leaving wasn't so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's just, you know, it's, we'll see where the pieces fall because I think, I don't even think the, um, I don't think people there know. <laughs> so I think they're kind of figuring it out. I think this whole moment in time, and I don't think it's just DC. I think it's across the board. I think it's at HBO. I think it's at Marvel. I think it's it's a lot of different places right now. Are kind of trying to figure out how to do. I mean, beyond just the COVID situation and the changing buying habits, the, the way people are, you know, reading comics is changing. The way people are seeing movies is changing. I just don't. I think people are kind of caught up in this. What? what are we all about, you know? And, and um, at, certainly after AT&T bought DC, th- that company has a completely different attitude about everything than yeah. the, the old DC had. And, you know, you see it, you see it even um, with the, you know, with, with the books that they are interested in doing now, uh, you know, and, and um, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's, and that I'm not, I, I it's not like I'm saying any of this with personal animus or anything like that, because again, like the, the people I think who I had problems with before aren't, aren't there anymore. So it's like, you know, now what, what remains, to be, what remains, to be there's new people for you to have problems with. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, see how that, we'll see how all that goes, but thankfully, you know, um, but thankfully there's, there's some, you know, we talked about the Matt Reeves, Batman movie that what they're what they're doing with that movie is more in lines with what I want to see with that character so hopefully that will bode well with what they do with the books too you know that they tend to kind of follow suit um after the movie comes out (laughs) especially if it does well because they sort of are as expected going to follow the money right yeah totally so we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that how all that works out, you know, <laughs> I, I won't name names or projects on this, but a friend who was in the midst of a project that was running at DC. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, that as the project was upcoming, they had submitted plans for a follow-up and heard nothing, not right. a peep about it. Until the the first project hit shelves and did extremely well, then there came the hey, we see that you uh, submitted uh, a proposal for for another project here. We would like to go ahead on that. Okay, yeah, sure. Now that you see the dollars, yeah, yeah. I must be talking about the Scooby Doo stuff. Yes, zoink, definitely. It's it's uh it's it's weird because um. You know they're doing this. They're doing this uh, art book of mine, which is is definitely cool. Mm-hmm. But that art book was also done in France first. So you know it's it's it um it's one of those experimental things that I think DC on their own they they did them a few years ago if I remember right. They did a Frank Quietly one. They did uh yeah. a, no I think Brian Ballin one was was done by somebody else but they do they do these kind of things from time to time but that was mostly mark mark Torello, from what i understand 
And, um, well, I, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's like, there's the, the good, um, thing about this new, more international world we live in now, you know, is that, is that now some of these other publishers who are doing DC stuff in other countries like urban comics in France, who, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the products that they, they, oh my God. They're yeah, insane. they're amazing. Yeah, they're they're sex, the nicest things you'll ever see. Hot um, sex on paper. They're beautiful. And, and they, like, they just, um, you know, they do the line of black and blue, uh, books. And so they, they just did that John Paul Leon creature of the night in all in black and white, which is oh. like, Oh my God. It's <laughs> that story. Uh. I was a little slow to, to get that. I, I had to trade weight on that, but right. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, again, it's, it's the kind of thing that, um, I mean, you know, not again, not to throw shade on anybody at, at DC, but that's the kind of thing that in other countries does better than it does in the United States. You know what I mean? So like you get to see in other countries, these awesome projects that maybe uh, DC proper wouldn't, wouldn't really uh, think of doing and, and maybe with good reason, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the, the, the dollars and cents wouldn't, wouldn't add up there, but um but like I said, the, the kind of cool thing now about this world kind of being a bit bigger is that, you know, hopefully some of that stuff will, will seep in more like, you know, like ECC, this is a Spanish company that just did a black and white version of Joker, um, slightly oversized black and white version of Joker. So, you know, hopefully that stuff will trickle down to DC eventually too, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and um, they'll start to publish more of, more of that stuff. Your uh, your art book comes out at the end of this month, right? Yeah, the twenty yeah. sixth over here. Okay. And do you know? I know sometimes they do this, like um, they'll have like a Barnes and Noble exclusive, or they'll do something more like you know maybe you get a print, or like I know they did it with I want to say um was it Damned, yeah, where yeah. Damned had a special like um edition for one of those. Do you know if any of those retailers are carrying that? Uh, no, there's no Barnes and Noble exclusive. I think right now with everything going on, especially with the most bookstores being closed, you know, or just struggling in general, I don't yeah. know, know how much more of that kind of stuff people are going to see. And um, I mean, as it is like the, this, this book, um, you know, it's a $50 book, it's 340 some pages, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a not, damn good deal. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, thinking about the average um, reader, I mean, not a lot of people are going to drop fifty bucks on a, you know, uh, on an art book. It's it's especially these days with with people having to mainly order it online. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, again, we'll see we'll see how it does, but it's it's uh, it's pretty cool nonetheless. It was crazy to see kind of twenty years of work, you know, bits and pieces of that in this one. In this one edition, so if people can get past the first sixty or so pages, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the back. how how similar is this one to the French edition? Because a, a, a year ago, I came really close to way overpaying online for the French edition before you know rumors started coming that that there might be an English release. So I'm not going to do a very good job of selling the um, American edition, which isn't. You know, it, it's, I'm I'm not a huckster. I don't know how to do this shit. So I'll just I'll just say it like it is. The French version is way more elegant and way more. Um, it's a bigger. So just this, like size wise, it's it's uh, wider and taller. Oh really? It's, 
the the U.S. version, I think it's the size of a deluxe of the DC deluxe hardcovers. Um, but the DC, but the DC edition does have, I think like eight extra pages, which isn't, isn't a whole lot at the end of the day, but they have, um, the cover section at the end of the book is extended to include some newer stuff. None of the detective covers, unfortunately, those are, those were too, too new. So I mean, hopefully at some point those will come out somewhere else. But, um, but yeah, the, the French edition is, it's got, um, different design it was it was done by um uh an editor and designer couple who are they're uh, they work in urban which is part of dargo uh, uh, another french publisher and it was kind of their baby and they just they wanted to do this book and it was a labor of love and um you know it was it was just awesome to be a part of it and i, I was super grateful that they wanted to do it based on my stuff so you know the the art book itself the french version is pretty unique and the to dc's credit they did use a lot of that um design work you know but they changed some of the intro and cover stuff just it, it, it's slightly more um it, i think they did it so it fits more with the you know, if they did it in the French style, it would stand out almost as a non DC product. You know what I mean? On their, mm. on, on the shelves, because the urban stuff tends to all have those very stark black and white covers and, um, they don't use slip cases on anything. You know what I mean? It's all mm. a straight, to, uh, straight to hard cover. So the differences are, are pretty much the, that like the U S version is slightly smaller in size, but longer in page count. Um, but everything else is the same. So you have um, pretty much a section on every major book I've worked on from Superman Gen 13. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's about maybe 12 pages per per project, maybe maybe 15. I forget. Wow. Holy shit. So a lot of black and white stuff, a lot of um, <clears throat> printed from originals. And um, there's some sketch behind the scenes stuff, but I don't do a whole lot of that in general. So, you know, it's pretty limited on if I know a lot of people when they buy art books, they like to see kind of the behind the scenes, you know, like these are the layouts. These are the character designs. And I don't tend to do a lot of that stuff. So there's a little bit of that in there, but um, there's definitely a lot of black and white stuff in there. A lot of that. Yeah. You don't need to do that. I remember uh, in San Diego one time when you drew me a Keaton, you you looked at the page, you looked at the blank paper, and you looked at it for maybe like 20 seconds. You just kind of looked at it, took out a fucking Sharpie, and just went at it. And like, holy shit, like this guy just did this with a Sharpie. That's insane. It's still one of my favorite Keaton sketches that I got in my book. But, um, Dude, so you got this art book, and then I think just recently um, the – Prime One Studios just shipped out everybody's pre-order of their, I want to say, Joker statue. Yeah. yeah um, how many? How many do you have now that are? I, do you have all of them that have been released of yours? Yeah. So I, the only one that I don't have is, and because it's not in production yet, is the Catwoman one. They, they just, they just announced. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the um, I've got, and it's driving me crazy because I'm having, <laughs> I'm having. <laughs> bookshelves built for my studio and they're not the bookshelves aren't, aren't finished yet yeah and the whole point of these bookshelves was to 
display these statues. So, so it's just like I, you know, there's I I actually have eight of them. Holy Uh, shit! Yeah, (laughs) I'm a a huge uh, Prime One fan. So I've got I just got um, this Optimus Prime that's fucking amazing. Oh man! (laughs) I had like this giant Optimus Prime, but I have um, the what do I have? I have uh, the Frank Miller Batman. I have the um, Batman versus Superman Batman, and um, my statues. So yeah, so that like just the, the amount of space that they take up is yeah. expensive. So um, yeah, but they're and they're you- You've got obviously the, what's awesome about those statues. They have, have alternate like alternate head sculpts, alternate accessories. Um, that's something that is just pretty insane. That like you can have multiple versions. There's a dude that that is online who gets like two or three of every statue from Prime One, specifically wow. so he could probably display every accessory at the same time. So um, it's awesome, man. Like, what's it like now seeing after your career, you know, to where it is now? Is it weird? Is it awesome to see the physical manifestation of your work in that? Like you have your work in a physical form, not just comics, but literally like 3D in an office now at your house. It's awesome, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's it's uh, in in a lot in a lot of ways. It, they I think they look cooler than what I you know what I do because they're obviously <laughs> dimensional. They have the texture quality of of them yeah. is just it's so, real. Just so good, but um, yeah, the uh, the damned statue in, in particular, like when I when I got that and was kind of like putting it out, you know what I mean, like taking all the pieces out. I took out the little grapple gun, and I had this moment where I was looking at this little grapple gun and just thinking, this is like the best reference material I could ever, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> Like all this, all those years of making that shit up, or you know, <laughs> up perspective, or doing whatever. I, I mean, that so you know, now it's just like I have these little heads, and it's easy to, you know, just pull one of them over and you know, turn it however I want to turn it and draw from it. You know what I mean? So in a lot of ways, they're like the perfect, they're the perfect reference. But it's, um, it it uh, it is pretty funny to watch people's expressions when they see them because it's like this mixture of like what the fuck is that and (laughs) that's cool so like people who aren't into comics i used to have them all in my in my living room on your fucking like windowsill yeah and so people (laughs) and so people would walk into my living room and and uh i had like this the last place i was living i had this like giant garden outside. And so people would walk into this kind of weird garden um, that, I mean, like from the parking area, you couldn't really even see the house, you know? So like you'd walk back in and then they'd walk in the front door and people like, they just wouldn't be able to look at anything else. They'd just look at those statues. And so like people would be sitting on the couch and you'd be trying to have some conversation and you'd realize that the person was just staring at the statue. (laughs) Just Uh, going, yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. They're they're just again they're just they they're big and they take up so much space and when you have a few of them in the same like in the same room they just completely conquer the room you know so uh, no, I'm I'm totally uh, every time I look at them I'm like that's awesome I can't I can't even believe it 
So they did a, of... a couple of versions of the damn Batman. Did they send you both, like the deluxe and the regular? The, it's essentially the same thing. I think the deluxe has one extra head skull. Mm-hmm. It looks much. like it has like the skull, Batman yeah. skull face. You have that one? Yeah, yeah. That's Ooh. the one I have on, on there, which, yeah, kids freak out too. Kids are like... <laughs> Uh, what is that? You know? Do you change them like during the seasons? Like Skullface <laughs> gets Halloween and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I, I don't know, I don't do that a whole lot. I should do that. I don't know why I don't do that. That's like I, I just start to do that now. Were you involved uh, a lot in uh, in like the um, in the process? Like, did they show you step by step, or is it almost kind of near the end of it when everything was sculpted, or did they give you kind of updates? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. The only one I really didn't see a whole. I mean, I saw the Batman Noel, the first one they did. I saw that when it was a finished product, so I didn't even know there were there were. Oh my and, god! And that's actually why I, I contacted them, and I was just like, "Whoa! Like, I'm a huge fan of what you guys do, and um, you know, I can't believe you guys did this. Can I? Can I have one?" <laughs> I was just like, "Can you please send me one of those?" Hey, bitch, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I have to applaud them for is how well they translate your images from the page to a physical uh, a physical form like this because one thing that I think a lot of things have struggled with whether it's figures or other statues has been making your work translate to something tangible uh, a lot of times it just doesn't work you know it, it yeah. there's just something missing yeah, but yeah. Uh, but this Prime One stuff, they they nail it. It's just the quality of of their you know the people that they have doing the three D sculpts and 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 just them. I mean they're I mean if you meet these guys, they're insanely uh, detail oriented. You know, I mean they're I, I went to um, I think it was three years ago. I went to Tokyo. Uh, with them actually to the Tokyo Comic Con, and I I was basically their guest at the booth, and they probably had 30, 30 some statues, you know, on on display. And the owner of the company is walking around showing me the booth, and he's just like losing himself looking at little minute details of the statues, and then he's you know calls over his you know someone else working with the company and they start chatting in japanese and then walk away and and uh, you know when i when i asked what that was about he's like oh we need to change some of this like uh you know rock texture here it just doesn't it's not convincing enough so I mean, wow. they're just you know they're just extremely detail oriented which is great for my stuff you know because it's um texture costumes and all that different kind of stuff they're able to really put that in the forefront you know and, and make it come to life yeah i don't know if there's any other company that could possibly do that to uh you know make it as quality as them is there yeah. um they're working with a lot now, right i think they're doing yeah some jason Fabok statues they're doing yeah. i saw a video of theirs with a couple, couple kirkman couple. kirkham Tyler Kirkham. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, they're starting they, to put cloth capes on these statues now too, which is like stepping it up even more. Yeah, the Batman ones have cloth cloth capes. Yeah. You can pose them too. They they have wires in them, so you can kind of like I've seen some people online do some elaborate, awesome cape designs, and anytime I try to mimic that, it just looks like this jagged, weird mess. But but. <laughs> You can do it if you want to. 
<laughs> yeah. They um they they announced the a uh, go ahead. The bat that last statue. I don't know if if you guys have seen it in person, but they just give you like thirty inches of chains that you're just wrapping around the statue, and it's it's unreal. Like it's very customizable, and it's every little piece is just accounted for. It's it's mind blowing. The Joker one. I uh, know the the Batman. Yeah the yeah the Batman that laughs. Um, just with the three Robins. It's just it's insane. Oh yeah, you're t- yeah the um, that that would fit really good in your room if you had a spot for that. The Batman who laughs one, right? That is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that a based off of any one specific design? Ooh, that I don't know. That I have no idea. I know, like I said, I know they've been they've started to work with some people. I know they did. Um, was it Adam Kubert? They did one of the Batman from. Dark Knight that he did. Oh no shit! Oh wow. Uh, so Del- Delato too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that's the one we're saying it with the gun, right? Right. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, sitting here um, looking at the Talon. That. <laughs> that one looks. I'm good. Uh, the the one that caught my eye recently was the uh, the Jim Lee Hush Batman inside of the Batcave. I don't know if you saw that one, Lee, but yeah, it's yeah. it the the awesome part of the. The diorama is that it has like that light up green like bat computer component. So they're getting really they're getting crazy with it now. Yeah, it's it, it really is insane. I mean, but the um the, the stuff the, the level of detail I you know I'm a big fan of uh, the 1986. Uh, I'm just a fan of those cartoons in general. You know anything that was coming out at that at that point in time when I was a you know when I was a kid. And so I like that transformer, you know, like I'm, I'm I'm an old school transformers guy. And and so they did this Optimus prime based on that Bumblebee movie, you know, which has all the kind of more original designs, but slightly updated. And I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's insane. The amount of, of detail in it. I mean, the, the back of him is just, you know, all the pieces look like different types of metal. So like the red parts of him look like, you know, a, a car chassis. I mean, it's 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 pretty spectacular. Um, and that's just like I said, they're just kind of crazy with their attention to detail. I mean, the eyes light up and it's just, you know, it's nuts. I'm looking at that sound wave and ravage. That is sick. Yeah. How awesome is that? <laughs> if we. OK. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to win the lottery. Too much time. They'll do. Oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll do uh, Pattinson Batman too. I'm, I'm sure yeah. they will. You know, they do all that DC movie stuff. So, um, you know, they just did that amazing Walking Phoenix Joker one too, which is, I mean, mind blowing. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I I wanted to rewind to the uh, to the art book for a minute because I wanted to ask. What is the process of putting a book like that together, and how involved in the process are you? Like, are you a part of selecting what will be included, or are you more just providing scans of of the art that that will be included? So it was actually um, the uh, the editor of the book is her name's Sarah uh, Champier. She's she's like I said, she works at. Um, at urban in Paris. And she actually came out and interviewed me, did this kind of like pretty comprehensive, I mean, you know, hours long 
interview that the, the she's she then integrated into the book here and there where we were talking about every you know every um every book and in, in, in you know i'm not going to say crazy detail there's you know she she definitely edited out edited out a lot of information but so that was kind of the first pass was just them kind of talking to me about all the different projects and then what they did was kind of compile a um a kind of uh, it was like a sketch version of what they wanted the book to be with some you know early graphic design ideas and some image types and the the big thing that they wanted to do which I was definitely on board with was um, they wanted to make sure that there was a lot of double page spreads with kind of close-ups of stuff you know like a more traditional art book or monograph would have so there's a lot of stuff in there like that like there's you know there's like a Rorschach panels that are small that they blew up and kind of take up double page spread so you can really kind of get in there and see a lot of stuff there's you know parts of joker that almost every book has these kind of massive um double page spreads so like you know the batman damned page of uh, enchantress with young bruce and the the dead bodies of the waynes like that's a double page spread in black and white in the book so there's a lot of um there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there. And then I went ahead and, and scanned what, you know, what originals that I had left. Um, specifically, I have a lot of actually the older stuff still. I never I never got rid of that. So there's like some original uh, Superman Gen 13 pages, or at least, you know, scanned from the originals in black and white in there. There's some Batman Noel stuff scanned uh, from the originals. There's There's a lot of cover stuff. You know, that, that, um, uh, I don't think it's ever been seen that way before in the book. So, you know, like I, I, you guys probably don't, I've never seen this, but I did this wizard cover a long time ago with, it had a bizarro Joker and Lex Luthor on it that way back when they did that crazy magazine. And, uh, and, and yeah, so that's that, that black and white version of that from the originals in there. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the book, which I definitely had a hand in in choosing. And then, of course, there's stuff like, you know, that I mean, if, if it were up to me, I wouldn't have put anything from the first six years of my career in there. But, you know, they <laughs> they uh, they insisted that it was important. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, the first 60 pages of the book is it's pretty embarrassing, but it's, you know, it's, it's see some. The older, older stuff. A lot of it in black and white. You mentioning Wizard uh, reminds me. I have one of the old Wizard issues, and there, you're in this issue under uh, you know something to the effect of like you know art, artists to watch kind of thing, okay. and it looks like you're about twelve years old in this photo <laughs> that they have. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think yeah, I was probably in my early twenties at, at that point in time. I don't know, man. It's all embarrassing now when I look back at that stuff. It's like, it. Uh, the problem with starting so young and and <laughs> unfortunately all that stuff is published is it's like, <laughs> I feel like oh, like my college years or what would have been the equivalent of my college years in the comic book world have all been published now. Published stuff, including like pictures of me and stuff from back then so it's like oh man you know it's, it's, it's <laughs> i wish some of that stuff wasn't out there but uh 
but it is. So yeah. <laughs> and the internet is there to spread it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. There was um yeah, back when I was a long haired hippie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we talked about movies and stuff. Uh, one thing we didn't discuss, and we often don't, like, we can't bring up the Snyder stuff when Sean's on the show because he hates all the Zack Snyder stuff, but I think it's okay <laughs> to bring it up with you. Uh, what do you think of uh, the stuff with the Snyder Cut happening? Are you kidding, man? I'm all for it. It's like, you know, the, um, look, I, you know, I, I I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Zach's, so I, I you know I like what he does. I I think that um, I think that uh, any chance to see an artist's vision, kind of a, a more complete version of an artist's vision, specifically one that's been heavily heavily tampered with, it's just a good thing all around. I mean, it's one of those things that makes me that gives me some faith in the uh, you know in the human condition. <laughs> You know, if if these if, if if the fact that that is even happening is is pretty is pretty amazing, you know. So uh, I'm 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 all for it, man. What? Why would anybody complain about? You know, um, why would anybody complain about more of that? I mean, you know, I, I, look, I I hated Justice League just as much as everybody else, but you know, I I think that the uh, the um, the chance to see it as kind of he initially uh, wanted it to, you know, wanted it to be. That's an exciting prospect for me. And specifically just like, uh, if, if nothing else, I like Zach's photography. I'm a, I'm a fan of Zach's um, photographic sense. So, um, you know, I know they, they changed so much of that. Like uh, I think even the DP Fabian Wagner, I think he talked about that in a few different places where, the movie that, that was shown, I mean, he was like, that wasn't what we, you know, that didn't look anything like what we shot. They, they completely changed the color timing. They, they removed, I think, a, a lot of the grain, the film grain from it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just excited to see what the footage was meant, you know, was meant to look like. Um, you know, the story is another, another thing altogether. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to army of the dead too i think that yeah. you know it's gonna be cool to see him do something you know a little different than what we've been seeing the past few films and the the success of the snyder cut campaign set an interesting precedent because that was no sooner you know out into the world that this is actually happening now that people seem to oh it worked okay well now we got to talk about suicide squad Right, yeah. Because now people are trying to push for that, you know. To, and Daredevil, uh, to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, what, what does all this add up to? I mean, that period of DC films was it was horrendous because of, you know, not because of the, the artists that they had involved in that stuff. I, you know, unfortunately, that's just kind of the world we live in, right? Like where for a while, I think Zach came um, – He's just some, he just became a punching bag for people, you know, and it became very fashionable to talk shit about him. And, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, you know, ultimately, I, I think a lot of that, especially from people I know where it's, it's like I get it. We all have taste. We, we all have differing tastes. And it's some people just don't dig 
what he does. Um, just like some, you know, just like comic book art styles, you know what I mean? Not everybody's going to dig what everybody, what everybody else does. But, uh, I, I feel like Zach got very unfairly pummeled for, for a long time. So I'm just excited for him to kind of be able to come out of this with, um, with, uh, you know, a chance, again, it's like a chance for him to kind of be the Phoenix, you know what I mean? To a, to a certain extent. And, um, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, people are all talking about, well, you know, the film won't be that different. We all kind of, it's a movie we've all seen. And, and then what did they just talk about The fact that he only shot, four minutes or five minutes of, of new footage. I mean, I, I know people who worked on that movie and in, in, in a, you know, in a conceptual um, sense, and there's a lot of that movie that people didn't see. So yeah. I'm fairly confident that there was quite, there's going to be quite a lot to that movie that, um, that, that will be really awesome to, to, to see finally see the light, so to speak. Yeah, and like we have already confirmation on things that like that uh, Harry Lennox is indeed revealed as Martian Manhunter. Like that that's yeah. enough right there to to see and a like different there, there was designs for all that stuff, yeah. you know? Like there was designs for Dark Side like back in back in 2016 or 17 or whatever. I mean, I mean that it's it was pretty unfortunate I think what what happened there and, and um yeah, I just again, I, you know, I, I think that uh, whether or not you're you're a fan of what Zach does and whether or not he he is to your taste, but you know, like people even talk about the way he gives interviews. I'm just like, leave the man alone. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just like gets dumped on for the most ridiculous reasons too. But um, you know the. Uh, uh, you know, I, I get it. Like, like I said, everybody has has different tastes. But as anybody who appreciates the arts should, I think, uh, enjoy being able to see an artist see his vision his vision through. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and when it's when it's an artist who is doing this because he loves it, not just for a paycheck. Right. Uh, when they were shooting BVS in Detroit, I got to spend a day over there uh, watching them shoot, and I saw Zach directing scenes, and he is so into what he's doing and so excited and animated. Like, you, you can tell he's not just there to get it done and, and collect right. a check. Right. I mean, you know, from from I've never met him, obviously, but from everything that I've heard from people who have worked with him, he's just a, a, a great guy. So, I mean, you know, beyond me liking what he what he does, um, you know, I, I think it's it's good to know that, again, after after becoming kind of like the the, the punching bag for the, you know, postmodern, you know, movie Internet for so long it's nice it's nice to see him finally you know get this moment where not only does he have this justice league come out but he's got a new movie coming out soon too which hopefully will be will be cool so uh, if, yeah. if if anybody deserves some success you know to and to not get beat up when a project comes out yeah yeah and, and you know I, I think he still has a lot to offer you know what i mean i think he's a uh, 
he, he's an artist with a very specific voice and style and, and, um, you know, there's clearly a lot of people who, who like what he, what he does. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is, man. It's, he's, you know, uh, this is why art is cool. Cause you know, not everybody has to like the same shit. January 26th, the artwork yeah. is out. So uh, if you haven't already ordered it from somewhere, get out to a shop or something and find it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully people, hopefully people dig it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, for it to actually hit American audiences. Cause it's been out like the French version has been out over here for about a year. And I was really hoping uh, it would, an American version would eventually hit the stand. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. So I do have to say what you revealed here today about the uh, the differences in it has made me realize that I'm still going to have to hunt down a copy of the French version. French <laughs> yeah, version. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> See how I did that? Got some. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to be here again, and uh, we will right. chat with you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having right. me. Stay safe. Hope for chatting. Thank you. Please is going to be, you know, is going to come out of this okay. Take Thank care you very much and stay safe, Lee. Yeah, stay, stay safe. Dude. Take, Take care. care. Thanks. Bye. Good on.